0: This episode of Jewish Songwriter is brought to you by Temple Israel of the City of New York, a welcoming family of families devoted to community and repairing the world, located on Manhattan's Upper East Side. With an early childhood center, religious school education through high school, weekly musical services, and an inspiring array of social, educational, young professional, and Israel-centered programming and trips, you're sure to find your home in this warm and inclusive community. To learn more, check out www.tinyc.org. That's tinyc.org. Welcome to Jewish Songwriter, shining a light on the people and stories behind contemporary Jewish music, one song at a time. I'm your host, Sheldon Lowe, and now, on to the show. This week's Jewish Songwriter is Shimon Smith. Welcome to Jewish Songwriter. Shimon, how are you? Thank you very much. I'm good. What's going on? I'm on the Upper East Side of Harlem. You are in Tel Aviv? I'm in Tel Aviv. First of all, I want to welcome you to Jewish Songwriter. And uh, you just had some big news, which is that you just got married. So I wanted to wish you a a big mazal Thank you. You were born in New Jersey. And at the age of five, you moved to Israel. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And your parents were born where? My parents are American.
1: My mother's from Brooklyn and my father's from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And so why did they move to Israel? I think they were just like, they were just like looking for some sort of adventure. This is like the late 80s and they were... We were living in Hoboken, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and this is before Hoboken was Hoboken, I think. Right. (laughs) And like before Hoboken, it, it is what it is today. Sure. And my father was a really good musician. He studied at Oberlin, and he was like a music arranger. He was a bass player, and he was a really good musician. He passed away when I was 16 in Israel.
0: And so do you think that's where your love of music came from? For
1: sure. Hands down. He was my, like, he was, uh, the guy who I was growing up and he would like walk into a room and just be like, you know, with his guitar and just be like, Hey, you know, what's going on? And just sing 16 tons in his, uh, in his bass voice. And I remember Mm. as like, a a high alto, uh, 10 year old, uh. Really wanting to, (laughs) really wanting to do that Uh, to, you know, I wanted to hold that guitar and to like, just do that, you know, just to sing.
0: I think the first time that we met was when you were doing music at Capitol camps, just outside of DC, that, that really fabulous camp. And I want to know your history to becoming a Jewish song leader. And I want to know specifically where your relationship with them is, where it fits into your journey.
1: Well, I think I didn't realize at the time how lucky I was to be a song leader at Capitol Camps. I was fresh out of the army and I was doing, um, I was an emissary, a shaliach in Alabama at the time. And I was like, I was an officer in the army. I was, I think I was, um, I think like 22 or 23. And during the summer... I was looking for something to do. And as a musician, I said, hey, maybe I'll do something musical. And then I, was, I talked to the Jewish agency and they said, hey, there's an opening at Capital Camps. Uh, what do you think? I was like, that sounds great. Hmm. But I didn't didn't realize what an amazing world I was entering at the time. I didn't realize how much I still had to learn and to experience and to understand. And I think it's, I think that summer that I met you, I can't remember if it was the first or second summer at Capitol Camps. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's when I started realizing that, hey, wait a minute, there's this whole Jewish uh, musician thing. You know, because I grew up in Mm -hmm. Israel. I may sound American, but I lived since I was since I was six, I lived in Israel and Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize what Jewish music could be and that I could actually be part of that. And it was it was that summer. And I was also very lucky because the first session that summer, I got to hang out with Daniel Strauss, who he's like he's like a big time comedian now um, Mm and somewhere in L.A., and he and he he was mm-hmm. like this great song leader who grew up at camp and he i like just hung around with him uh, and mm-hmm. like he showed me a bunch of bunch of stuff and he's the one who he just taught me that I can go everybody say odd and then they'll say odd you know and if i say <laughs> odiavo then they'll say odiavo and i'm like hey i want to do that Uh, Oh, that's
2: cool.
1: It was really that, it was that, uh, it was that basic that I needed to know. I I just kept, I kept coming back to camp after that. I I was Mm -hmm. a song leader there for six summers, not consecutive. I was, I did three summers, then two summers off, then another three. I kept coming back from Israel. And that was really where I started uh, writing and I started finding a need, I found the need to write Jewish music yeah because I was writing music in in Hebrew and I was writing contemporary things then I then I realized that wait a minute, but I there's people here who maybe there's other things we can do and then I went to Havana Shira and met a bunch of people there and saw, hey, wait a minute, there's like a lot of things going on and so this is a whole world that really opened up thanks to uh, thanks to camp and thanks to specifically to capital camps
0: yeah, amazing. So since Capital Camps, where has your music career led you? What are some of the highlights and, and favorite bright spots in your memory? Well, since Capital Camps, I came back to Israel. I started trying to find where can
1: I do these things here? Where can I do Jewish pluralistic music in Israel and for it to be okay? But if you're talking about Judaism and you don't know about, Pluralistic Judaism, if you're talking about it, you're talking about Orthodox Judaism. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here comes uh, Shimon Smith uh, with uh, like 10 years ago with his guitar and saying, wait a minute, you know, you can also play music on Friday night. You can also play guitar on Friday night. And I was looking for a place to do that. And when I came back to Israel after those two summers, I found uh, in Tel Aviv a place called Beit Daniel. And that's where I'm a cantorial soloist until today, Mm -hmm. which uh, it's a place where I can play guitar on Friday night and on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. I've been doing like havdalas in different cities uh, outside and people have been uh, really into it. I've been doing Friday night services. More and more people are coming, more and more Israelis in their early 20s are going to summer camps and i huh. i have i'm very fortunate to be the uh, the music guy in these seminars so every year we send like thousands of uh, shlichim to summer camps and they come back to israel and they say hey wait a minute uh, these guys know a lot more about judaism than we do and like we live in israel and they're like oh wait there's a lot a lot more to learn and then they come back to israel and they and they look for where can we do this here and more and more like once a month, I, I do like a Kabbalah Shabbat for the young, the young Reform people, the Lamim. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, there were 20 people, and now there's like 50 people. Mm-hmm. In Israel, for instance, last year, there was a big thing about the egalitarian Klal Yisrael part of the Western Wall. Mm-hmm. So they have the men's section of the wall, the small women's section of the wall, mm-hmm. and now they have the southern part of the Western Wall which is made to be the egalitarian section. Hmm. And the government promised that it would be a a real uh, good section and that they would build it up and that it would be ready Mm -hmm. for everybody because now there's like a small sliver of that uh, that -hmm. you can go to. So there was a big demonstration, and I brought my band, and we did the music for the demonstration. There must have been tens of thousands of people there in front of the prime minister's house. And, uh, and we just, we were doing like a Havdalah and it was like, I was so moved because this isn't something that would be in Israel 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It seems like the world is going to, the the globalization is helping Judaism
0: to bring it back to the peoples, as, so to speak, you know? Nice. We spoke a lot about the, the sort of divide between the Orthodox and the secular in Israel. Um, and you know, I, I'm worried that we painted a picture of a dearth of opportunities for pluralistic uh, Jewish music and Jewish experiences in Israel. But there are things that exist out there. So I'm curious are you able to sort of tell us what some of those Jewish music experiences that do exist and that people could find in Israel? Yes, yes, for sure. First of all, there's more and more places
1: for people to go. Uh, to experience like the Israeli version of of egalitarian pluralistic Judaism, mm-hmm. where in in just in Tel Aviv, you know the Beit Daniel has three different congregations. Mm. You know, there's Yafo, there's Tfilat Alev, Kilat Alev, and there's uh, Beit Daniel, mm-hmm. and there's also Beit Tfilah Israeli who have like who do, do music in the uh, in the in the port during the summer. We do mm-hmm. like in Beit Daniel, we we also have a sukkah that we do in Sukkot, and we have a big ceremony that we do on the 7th of Pesach. Mm -hmm. And also around Israel, Cholon has a really nice uh, Reform congregation. I grew up in the conservative congregation in Rehovot, which, uh, you know, I think is growing now. And there are congregations around the country that are doing more and more things
0: to advance Judaism for everybody. So, where can people learn more about and potentially, you know, visit, get involved? I mean, can people just, if they're visiting Israel, can they just show up?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: People can just, people can just come and, uh, you know, just see what's going on and uh,
1: actually, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I at least I advertise where, wherever I am on my website. But I, right. but uh, there's so many things going on. You just check out. You can check out like the Reform Movement website, the IMPJ. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can check out, like, the conservative websites and Beit israeli websites. There's so many things to do, and, you know, it's not just Jerusalem. No, no, no. You know, people <laughs> come to Israel, and they're like, oh, let's go to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But, no, there's a lot of stuff going on now all over the country. Can you just tell people, because you've mentioned it a few times, what is the IMPJ? The IMPJ, it's the Israeli Movement Progressive Judaism. Yeah, Israeli Movement Progressive Judaism. It's the URJ. It's Israel's URJ. <laughs> right, okay. And yeah, there's more and more things going on. And I I think that musicians in Israel, uh, in the the pluralistic Judaism area, are starting to get more and more of a voice, having a common uh, language.
0: Hey, it's Sheldon here, just interrupting to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle, who makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. I've tried all of the major template-based sites, and the reason I use Banzoogle is because the whole platform is really built for musicians, with features like a free custom domain name, a commission-free store, unlimited download codes, and an email list platform for managing your list, sending targeted emails, and analytics built right into your subscription. You can click the link in the episode notes or go to Banzoogle.com and use promo code Jewish Songwriter, all one word, to try it free for 30 days and get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's promo code Jewish Songwriter. Banzoogle, websites built for musicians by musicians. I love that we talked about Israel for as long as we did, yeah. um, especially because now I want to talk about your song, Prayer for Israel, yes. or in Hebrew, "Avinu Shabbat mm-hmm. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the inspiration for the song and what it means. Yes. Avinu uh, Sheba Shemaim is
1: basically my version for the prayer for the state of Israel. I wrote it a bunch of years ago at capital Camps, mm-hmm. and it was just a way, uh, I, I noticed that at camp they weren't saying the prayer for the state of Israel, or when they were saying it, it was only read by Israelis and um, and all in Hebrew, and it was sort of like mumbled up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it starts with the words Avinu Sheba which are the opening, Avinu Sheba Shamaim Israel Yisrael which which it's the opening of the prayer for the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. basically the sentiment that I try to say is that Israel can always be our home and that I pray for there to be peace uh, and that I pray that, you know, everybody can love her the way that
0: I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you gave one tip, like obviously this is a call and response song, but have you found anything for, for our song leaders or our, our music educators or cantors out there who are listening that you can offer as, as a good tip for how to use this song or how to teach it or, or anything like that? The best way for me to, when I teach this
1: song is I teach the words to the chorus first because they're a little bit of a tongue twister. So I say them mm-hmm. without singing. I say, Avinu <laughs> shebashamayim which means mm-hmm. our father in heaven, God in heaven, Tzur Israel v'go'alo. and then they repeat after me, and they say that. Once they get the Hebrew down, I just start, I start singing the chorus. Mm-hmm. By the second time I sing the chorus, they know it, and then I say, mm-hmm. now repeat after me. They go, wherever I go, they say, wherever I go, wherever I roam, wherever I roam, and then it's just, it's a really easy teach. It takes like a few seconds to teach it, and then they can all say like just like a different type of prayer for the state of Israel. And it's just uh, the tongue twister of
0: the of the chorus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me, where can people get resources to listen to the song, to be able to, you know, get lyrics and, and whatever else so that they can use it? Okay. So I think, that, well, the song is also available, I think,
1: on iTunes and Spotify. And also, mm-hmm. oh, and on Bandcamp. If you go on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. you can see like, one of, a, one of my EPs in that album. Also on my website, on uh, shimonesmith.com, there's like a song kit. Right. And you can see, you can get like the chords. There's like a PDF of chords. And also that song was featured on Ruach mm-hmm. two years ago. It was featured on the, nice. on the Ruach. So you can find it also like on a Ruach uh, CD. And th- that has Fantastic. like the whole notation of it.
0: So you can find all mm-hmm. that online. Fantastic. And, you know, as per usual, I will be uh, putting links to your YouTube, Spotify, and your website up on the show notes. And when listeners subscribe and follow the playlist, uh, Jewish Songwriter, your song will be at uh, the top of the list this week. I'm curious to know if you could shed a little light to our listeners on what your process is as a songwriter.
1: Whenever I'm creative, when, I'm, when I have like creative creativity, it makes me very happy. So mm-hmm. I try to set aside half an hour to an hour a day where it's just I'm just like fiddling around with the guitar and just doing stuff nice. or it might be mm-hmm. that one day I did something with the guitar then the next day I'm going to record it uh mm-hmm. just like even just a demo version so mm-hmm. so for me just by lifting the guitar like for not even with a reason just to do that is uh, it just gets my day going i try to do it like in the morning after i uh Take out my dog, mm-hmm. That's after I take my dog for a walk, take Lucy for a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does
0: that mean that you're writing every single day?
1: I don't know if I'm writing every day, but I definitely try to do something with the guitar every day. And, mm-hmm. there, and it could also be something that I'm working on a song or working on a few different songs that I keep tweaking uh, throughout the week. Or sometimes just that's a song. Mm-hmm. It comes because there's a need of something. Either it's an mm-hmm. inner need, it's something that it comes from me, like I wanna talk about, I was frustrated about something, and then I say, oh, wait a minute, this is uh, an understanding I had. Or if I see like a lyric that I really like and I wanna compose it, uh, that's, I think, also something that I love doing, which is like just trying it out. You know, like if mm-hmm. I have like this tune where I think, all right, I like it now. Takes sometimes it takes time till I like it. Like I have to, something's missing. I work on it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I work on it with a friend sure. or two. Like sometimes I, musician. You're woodshedding it, yeah. But then I like all right. Mm. When I'm at a point where I like it, then I'm like all right. I want to try this out. So I try it out on right. an audience. Either it's in, if it's in a Kabbalah Shabbat, or if it's in um, like there's on um, this Thursday we have like this uh, gathering of. Uh, lay leaders of different communities in Israel. So I'm going to try out that miha'ish and see how it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. So I like to try it out, and then, you know, I'm fortunate that I get to do that. Well, I think what's cool for the Jewish songwriters that are listening is, or songwriters in general that are listening, that they can take away from that is you get it to a point where you're proud, where you think it's ready to be shared. Then you, as a Jewish songwriter, take it and try it and see how it affects people. But you're still open to the idea that even though it feels right to you, that there are many, many other outside perspectives that are gonna give you some feedback and you need to be open to changing it based on what you see, um, if it has the effect that you desire. For sure. Uh, uh, Dan Nichols
1: has a version of a song by Yehuda Michai called uh, Lifespan. Mm -hmm. He goes, what Mm -hmm. is my lifespan? I don't even think he recorded Mm -hmm. it yet. Maybe he did. But so I looked for the lyrics in Hebrew and i did like my own version of it in hebrew and then uh, mm-hmm. and which was which was uh, which was great because people didn't really know that poem and i sang mm-hmm. it I, su- I sang it to a few people and what i heard from a bunch of different people that there was one one line in the song that w- wasn't interesting enough and i was trying mm-hmm. to understand what that meant and i'm like all right i'll take that i'll take that i'll take that and really i sat on it a bunch of times until I came up with like a different, different way of doing it, and it was really simple, really simple change, and all of a sudden, it took a different life, and people have been really responding
0: well to it. Hmm. Everybody always has things to say. I completely agree. However, if you hear the same piece of feedback over and over, that's usually a good sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's something you should seriously <laughs> you consider. <laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the lightning round, okay. the rule is I just want a short one word answer and I don't want you to think about it. So if you have too long of a pause, you're thinking about okay. it. <laughs> All right. All right. All
1: right.
0: Here that. it comes. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, uh, raisin Bran. Nice. What's your most used emoji? Uh,
1: probably the, um, the, the one who is like laughing and crying
0: mm-hmm. with the tears, Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Favorite TV character.
1: Any James Spader character. I love him. (laughs) Got it.
0: Who would play you in your biopic or biopic? Russell Crowe. The song you're embarrassed to love. Uh Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. (laughs) Nice. That's a great song. (laughs) I love it. I love it. What's the song you wish you wrote? Dan Nichols Get Up Get Up Get Up. Well, man, I feel like when we first met many years ago, like we had this really brotherly connection and I've always, did. always appreciated our friendship and, and, um, and through the years, you know, getting to spend time with one another. So I thank you so, so much for all the time you gave and wisdom that you shared with the listeners. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing you in Israel in June.
1: Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you too. And I can't wait for the things that we're going to do in the future. i
0: this is a prayer for israel or in hebrew avinu sheba by shimon smith <laughs>
2: Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na Avino she bashamayim Avino she bashamayim Yisrael Zor Yisrael Be go'a Wherever I go Wherever I roam I always know I have a home in Israel In Israel And if I'm lost, I hope and pray I know my heart will show the way to Israel I've no shabashamayim I've no shabashamayim tzur israel tzur israel v'ko'aloh I pray for thee for love. I pray that light will shine above on Israel, on Israel. Oh, I ask you, my Redeemer, Ask you I ask you when you see, her, when you see her, protect her protect her love her as I do, as I, do. I really do care Avinu she Mait Avinu Shabashamain Su Israel Israel the gold I love hey Avino shaba shamai Isra'el sai Isra'el shaba shamai Na-na-nai-na-nai.
0: That's it for this episode of Jewish Songwriter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. On the next episode of Jewish Songwriter...
2: Hey, this is Abby Strauss.
0: Jewish Songwriter is produced by Sheldon Lowe, edited by Ben Mazek of Industrial Strength Productions in St. Louis, Missouri, and distributed by Hallelu Music. Until next time, keep writing out there, and thanks for listening. I'm
2: singing Hallelujah